not only can New Year's trigger this idea that we want to be a better version of ourselves, but it can also trigger this feeling of all the things that we haven't accomplished, all these things that are missing from our life, everything that we want to reach toward. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Journeys with Jenny. I am Jenny, and it is officially 2024. We're a couple days in, even close to half the month. That's pretty crazy. I am obsessed with New Year's and always have been. I think the first time I ever wrote New Year's resolutions was fifth grade era. I found some old journals recently, and in my fifth grade journal, I believe it was 1999 and going into 2000, and I'm writing about how I'm worried about Y2K because that's what we were supposed to be worried about, writing that as a 10-year-old as well as revealing my fifth grade crush. Shout out to Eric Strand. If you're out there, I hope you're having a wonderful life, but your fifth grade picture does exist in my journal, so congratulations. Rereading journals and finding all these old New Year's resolutions and entries throughout my life, I have journaled for years. I've journaled ever since fifth grade. We have come a long way since then. When I reread my journals, it is such a fascinating self-reflection. I don't reread them often. I did not make it through all of them. I did a lot of random flipping But I got to see a picture of myself from these different eras of my life. Some things were really beautiful and really sweet. I saw someone who was really trying, someone who really cared. There's a lot of passion in these journals. There's a lot of crushes. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of worries. I saw so many entries dedicated to the feeling of not being enough. That is a lesson I continue to learn and a journey that I continue to be on of the idea that I am enough. In 2022, I got to do a couple of theater things around Chicago. We were coming out of COVID. I got to be in a couple of student projects. And one of those projects got entered into a festival, a very small festival, but a great festival nonetheless, the Laugh or Die Comedy Fest. Surprises of all surprises. I think there were six entries total, but I was awarded Best Actress in this Comedy Fest, which was a massive honor and the first time I ever got an award quite like that. And they gave me a certificate. And my favorite part is that the title of this short film was called Good Enough. So I literally have a certificate with my name on it, Jennifer Taylor, Good Enough. In quotation marks, which kind of adds some humor to it, honestly. She is good enough. But the fact that this exists is such a piece of comedy in my own life. (laughs) To have a piece of paper telling me that, yes, Jenny, you are good enough, in quotation marks, is such a beautiful sense of humor from the universe. As I reread these journals and see these points through my life where that is the topic I struggled with the most, am I good enough? Am I performing well enough? Am I there? And this led so much of the motivation for those New Year's resolutions. I want to be better. 
I saw that as a driving force in my life. I saw that as the highest attainable goal. Of course we want to be better. Of course we want to go through our life journey and be better than what we were before. Of course, isn't that a core value of every single human on the planet? Isn't that, isn't that what we exist for, is to improve ourselves and be better? I've read so many self-help books, so many inspirational books, so many spiritual books on that journey to better myself with some crazy idea that somehow, even if we can't take anything else into the afterlife, we can't take our money, we can't take our relationships, we can't take this, we can't take that, so on and so forth is what we're told. But somehow I had this mentality that I could take the best version of myself to wherever we're going next. Whether that's reincarnation, I'm coming back to do it again, and I get to bring all the wisdom that I garnered and gained. Whether it's chilling in heaven and having a party. Whether it's floating in outer space as this beautiful particle stardust thing. But this idea I would get to retain this piece of my soul that I have worked so hard on. But can you take it with you? Is the question. And am I taking the right things with me? So 2024 has been an interesting start. I started a journey of unemployment six months ago, and it was not supposed to take six months. I'm still in it. That was the shock of a lifetime, so here we are. And entering the new year without that thing tied up became a much bigger portion of my internal TV screen of what I focus on, as we often do with problems, right? That the next immediate problem is right in front and it's all you can think about versus all the incredible things that are happening in my life. I have my health. I have my relationship. I have so, so, so much. And yet that problem just loomed bigger and bigger and bigger as the new year approached. And I realized I haven't fixed this. I haven't figured it out. I haven't cracked the code. I don't have the stability that I am longing for. I don't have the paycheck I'm longing for. I don't have the calling that I'm longing for. I don't have the purpose that I'm longing for. And I entered into the new year with an incredible two days of very intense depression, if anyone can relate with that where I'm walking around just catatonic, barely getting through my day and just not feeling ready to face what was coming. I'm very grateful that my partner helped shake me out of that, that grace helped shake me out of that. But the one problem just loomed so large in front of me. We had to make it normal-sized again. We had to make it an appropriate size. And the only way to do that was with a lot of gratitude and a lot of stepping back and a lot of balancing and a lot of hope. Not letting go, not letting go of the hope of what I want to accomplish this year, but this balance of hope plus surrender and letting go of a timeline. My giant problem right now is the job hunt a friend of mine is going through a lot of health crises. 
not life or death, but enough, where she can't go outside. She can't take the walks that she wants to take. She can't do the activities that she wants to do. And there is just this cry in her heart of, when is this going to be resolved? For me, this job, when is this going to be resolved? When will I have answers for so many people in my life of the one problem that looms so large that we want to fix? So not only can New Year's trigger this idea that we want to be a better version of ourselves, but it can also trigger this feeling of all the things that we haven't accomplished, all these things that are missing from our life, everything that we want to reach toward. And again, friends, I grew up really intent on the self-help section of the bookstore, really eating up all of this wisdom of just go for it and discipline and this and that. And does it work? Yes, sometimes, not all the time. But yes, I have seen that work in my life. I've been incredibly disciplined in different areas of my life, and I have seen success in those areas. But how do you define success is the question. Did I improve myself in these completely random areas of physical prowess and intelligence and this and that? Did I wake up early? Did I do my journaling pages? Did I take my cold showers? If any of the rest of you have that morning checklist that went from one item to about 30 that we've been given on this is what you need to have to have a good day, it can feel so overwhelming as we reach and we strive and we are trying to be the best version of ourselves that we could be. But who asked us to do that? Where in our psyche and our history did that become the standard? Where did that become the value? And what if, crazy idea, but what if we knocked that value down a couple of pegs? What if that was not the driving force of our lives anymore? What if being the best version of ourselves isn't the game? What if surrender is the game? What if Going through journeys of pain and uncertainty and growth is the game. What if navigating confusion is the game? What if navigating pain is the game? What if? What if? Can we question? this value that we've been given as we go into this new year? What values do we want to replace self-improvement with? I'm playing with the idea right now of ditching self-improvement and trying to focus on self-compassion. That has been a journey this past year that has been more of a struggle this past year than ever in my life. I really experienced a journey around self-hatred of really getting down on myself and not just about my actions, but my inner being not being good enough and not measuring up and going around with just such the negative self-talk almost subconsciously coming up and attacking you. It really felt like this gremlin just coming at you. I've had to navigate that this year. So where can that self-compassion come in? When I think about New Year's resolutions, One of my resolutions is how can I have the strength and the courage to shut down that negative self-talk much quicker 
without getting on the train, as my yoga teacher says. She says, don't get on the train. She saw me get on the train yesterday. This is a little story, but yesterday I'm in yoga doing my thing and my hamstring gave me a hail no. And it was painful and it scared me. And I got on the train. My mind gets on the roller coaster, gets on the train, my mind immediately. And I think she saw it happen in the room. She saw me kind of stop and have a moment of pure panic. Oh my God, I'm injured. Oh my God, how long will this injury be? Oh my God, does that mean I can't do yoga anymore? Does it mean I can't exercise anymore? Does that mean I'm not going to have my endorphins that make me happy and get me through the day? Does that mean I'll never walk again? I mean, the train just took off. I got on the train and I took off on the train and the train just went rolling. And it took me a good part of yesterday to come off that train, to reel it in. And it takes a courage and a discipline of the mind I have not been focusing on. If any of you have been practicing mindfulness, mindfulness is amazing. I started practicing mindfulness in not the best way. I was noticing. Mindfulness tells you to breathe and to notice things. But I was breathing and I was noticing and then I was immediately judging. For example, yesterday, the pain of the hamstring, I noticed it but immediately started to judge it and give it a story. This pain is bad. This pain means I didn't listen to my body. This pain means I'm a bad yogi. This pain means I did something wrong and screwed up. This pain means I've hurt myself. And I attached the whole story to it and got on that train. I've been in the mindfulness movement for a long time, but I've seen this shift where I kind of lost focus, where I was paying attention but that attention was actually causing me pain because I couldn't just pay attention and let it go. I wanted to pay attention and fix it. Has anyone else paid attention to a problem and immediately wanted to fix it? Or am I the only one out here on Journeys with Jenny? So that's part of the journey this year. My New Year's resolutions are a lot less about the outer discipline and how many self-help books I'm going to read. Right now, it's a lot more about the self-compassion, about developing the strength and courage to not get on the train at all, if possible. That's a big reach. But if I get on the train, trying to get back off the train and trying to make that time span a little bit shorter each time. These are some of the things I want to work on this year. And maybe that still means I'm stuck in the self-improvement cycle. The irony's there. I hear it. I'm going to stop self-improving by improving myself around self-improvement. <laughs> I saw an amazing TikTok that I'm going to misquote, but the idea was she stopped reading self-improvement and completely switched 100% to just reading smut and that her life was infinitely better. So not going to lie, I did try that in the last couple of weeks. I'm on the Court of Thorns and Roses series. If anyone's been on that, shout out. I'm getting to the last book where I hear the smut gets really increased, which I'm really excited about. I come from a background of fan fiction. So if any of you can relate, this smut's pretty teen if you come from a fan fiction background, but it still gives me a lot of joy. Smut gives me joy. Okay, it's fun to read. It gives me joy. But I loved this TikTok challenge of put down the self-help books, pick up some smut, relax, let yourself just 
chill out for a minute and enjoy. So my challenge to any of you, if you would like to join me on this particular train, let's get off the self-help books. Let's read some smut. Let's be a little bit nicer to ourselves and let's see where it all takes us. Let's stop focusing on trying to be so much better. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to get off the self-improvement train. And we're going to see how that goes this year on Journeys with Jenny in real life on the podcast. I would love to hear your stories as well. Jump on with me. How do we get off the train of self-improvement? How do we change our value system? And what values can we replace self-improvement with? Those are the questions I'm contemplating right now. Would love to hear from you. Wishing you all a very, very happy new year. And for anyone out there that has not solved every single problem in your life, I see you. It sucks. I get it. We're going to be okay. Lots of love, friends. Take care.